Welcome to Jacked and Happy. Today I have Alex Zavos on the freaking podcast, and it's amazing. He's one of my best friends. He is one of the most genuinely nice human beings I've ever met, always lifting people up, always being authentic and transparent, the exact kind of person you want to do business with. And he just started a company called Abundant Acquisitions. And it's really cool to see him transitioning from corporate to chasing down his dreams and all the dynamics between him, his beautiful wife and his kids. And I love just the authentic conversation we have around this. And we just worked out at his house and we were vibing high on endorphins and, um, it's just uh, it's really just really cool to have friends that you can experience and grow together with, and I'm super excited to hear for you guys to hear his story and what he's up to. And thank you for tuning in and stay jacked and happy. Welcome to Jacked and Happy. I'm Elliot Schwartz, whiskey lover, bacon eater, real estate investor, and a big kid at heart. I'm bringing you epic conversations with everyday people doing legendary things who are just as successful as they are happy. Let's freaking go. Welcome live to the first in-person podcast on site. Alex Zavos, say hi. Hi. <laughs> and uh, he's with Abundant Acquisitions. He just left his corporate career. How long ago has it been? Uh, two months. Two months. And he is jumping full speed into the real estate world. He's a really good friend of mine. And I'm so excited he's on the Jack and Happy podcast today. Welcome aboard, brother. Thanks for having me, man. It's uh, it's been a long time coming. I know uh, I was asked quite a few months ago, and uh, I've really been looking forward to getting on here. And uh, we just got done with the workout. He hooked me up with this great protein shake, and now we're chopping it up. So, tell me a little bit about your vision of why you wanted to leave and do your own thing. Wow. So that started, I think. Kind of just as a, a young individual, young man, you know, wanting to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, in some way, uh, you know, growing up, getting into a, a corporate job, you know, building a career, you know, you start to look at what other income streams you can create. Mm -hmm. You know, start creating the, the life you really want to to put together. And um, one of those income streams was real estate. Uh, my wife and I have been able to build a small portfolio up until this point. Uh, and with that, we recognize that's the long-term strategy, mm. um, and to do what we can to create the life that allows us to spend more of our time on that than we do our other things, uh, which are the nine to fives, you know, or in the corporate world, the, the eight to sixes or, or whatever you're looking at, but, uh, it was a, a way to transition our lives to that long-term path yeah i love that dude and um he's got a family got some kiddos so i'm sure wanting to spend more time with the kids and travel around and, and make sure you're being present as a dad was uh was up on that list right yeah i mean several factors that went into that you know uh kids change your lives um mm -hmm. you know they you learn to love an individual more than you ever knew was possible um and yeah just looking at you know the way things were done for us as as kids and wanting to do things a little bit different you know wanting to create a, a better life than that for them than what was you know created for us and mm -hmm. just trying to give that that best you know hand down you know to our kids for their futures and 
that drives, you know, the daily. That's what keeps you going when you are an entrepreneur and have to, you know, kind of motivate yourself every day. That's that's what does it. Has that been a like an issue coming from like a corporate structure where you know you're going in, you're locking in all these daily activities, and then you get on your own, you're like, oh my gosh, I could do anything. But it doesn't it doesn't feel like you struggle with that much. No, it's definitely I think something that uh was kind of ingrained in me from my my corporate career yeah. and that was i was in sales you mm -hmm. know so you know all about that as much as your corporate still sales is you you got to build your own business yeah uh, if you don't you know they will find another salesman you yeah know, they, for sure. that's not where uh where you kind of excel for them but um yeah absolutely it's a, a constant daily grind to stay motivated to stay on task you know get the mm. things done that you need to and um if you're a driven individual mindset is is everything you set yourself off in the morning and you know you won't have a hard time staying motivated throughout the day but if you get off track in the morning your day is going to be off track as well dude i mean you're kind of i don't know i i have some background inside in this and this guy has a, a dialer a phone dialer like hooked up it just dials and he's looking for deals and he's like uh i feel like that's 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 really cool that you do that on your own they're setting up these systems and operating like it's a like you're a freaking call center you know and you're holding yourself to it you're holding yourself to the activity you know you can make 10 calls a day but you're like hey i'm gonna get a dollar i'm gonna make 100 calls a day absolutely yeah no i've had some great mentors that have I mean you one of them that have brought me into the the real estate realm you know full time now um that really have set me up for success mm. you know i'm i'm working with you know dina jones at fidelity national title um you know jake and luke over at viking investments um and chris iman uh just for flips i mean has been instrumental in mm. motivating me and showing me what needs to be done you know and yeah i am kind of diving into a pool that it seems not a lot of people want to swim in mm. uh but it's a a place i've spent 10 years of my career, you know, in phone sales. And I'm absolutely stoked and ready to leverage that experience. Well, I think a lot of people want to swim in it, but they're just not ready to jump from a hundred foot cliff to get to the water. That could be, yeah, <laughs> that could be So, I, I mean, kudos to you, man, for taking the leap and, and investing in yourself and trusting yourself to be successful. I think that's half the battle. And, um, you know, just taking that leap off into the water and, and now you're swimming. So, um, I think there's some nuggets out there too for everyone listening. How he set up, you know, mentorship, partnerships, um, invested himself to be in a group with people who are maybe a step or two ahead, and um, you know, soaking up their expertise and not just trying to do it as a lone wolf. I think uh, that's really wise of you. Do you think that's helped in the interim of you getting up to speed and learning? Without question. Yeah. Um, you hear a lot about community, mm -hmm. you know, and. Uh you don't try and do it yourself you do really need a community to to make it happen and i can say none of what i am doing now would have started or, or caught traction at all as quick as it has without community yeah um so that is something i really focused on you know from the start before i even you know got into it full time was you know getting into the community getting in front of people you know getting out there and, and shaking hands and and meeting faces you know and really taking action. You know, this is a entrepreneurship and as a whole is an area I feel like you can get stuck in paralysis by analysis. 
find everything I feel you know, that and anything to educate yourself on. Yep. You know, to justify your narrative of not being ready yet. Yeah. You know, and that can go on for a long time. So I think the taking action part, even when you're not quite ready yet, is important. Yeah. And it's it's can it's not always easy, but it's um yeah. I mean our progress over perfection, right? Yep. That's probably the biggest yeah, mess up, you know, yeah, fall, fail, fall fail, move forward, just get in action and, and, and kind of fine tune it from there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, I've been uh, humbling myself with mistakes and, and learning as I go and, you know, being okay with making, you know, very big mistakes and learning along the way. So what has you kind of going away from working a nine to five, putting, you know, 15% away in 401k or 10% of 401k and that traditional route of building to retirement. Why do you think um, like different asset classes, like maybe gold, silver, real estate is the future? Well, wow, we've had, we've had some conversations and I know, uh, and I feel similar to you, but I'm just want, I want to get your perspective on why, why you think asset classes and, and these precious metals are, are a good investment right now. Yeah, thank you for the question. It's a great question. Um, diversification, you know, is kind of the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, from the world, you know, we've been grown to see and from the world we've seen, you know, as adults now and especially the last, you know, handful of years, you know, I, I've come to realize it's it's really most important just to have the things that mean the most to you within reach mm. um and with that you know uh having like i said earlier multiple streams you know okay. diversification is just more security yeah um you know putting all your eggs in one basket you know that's never never something people advise you to do right um and that's just a another area of that you know so um as i started really looking at real estate you know with the corporate world and that career, you know, I built a 401k for 10 years, you know, and built my, you could say retirement, the way we were raised to believe we should build it. Right. Once I got to a certain point, I realized I wasn't necessarily comfortable with that being, you know, the sole retirement yeah. plan, yep. you know, and it's that step out of the box and do a little critical thinking, you know, where I was like, I want to do something else with my money as opposed to just keep it in the stock market. Right. And, you know, thankfully, one of your introductions, you know, Mike Ayla brought me into, you know, EQRP, mm -hmm. which has allowed me to contribute to the vacation equity fund. Yeah. Happy, happy to have you on board, man. Yeah. Which is so amazing. So, you know, now I've diversified my 401k 100% into a self directed 401k where I now can invest in real estate, support, you know, very good friends of mine like you and your ventures. And then also liquidated into precious metals, mm. you know, and, and where I look at the value in precious metals as opposed to the stock market, not so much from the investment standpoint and the, the potential return, but almost on the hedge, you know, and, and securing the value of my asset and my, my worth, if we are to experience anything non-traditional, you know, in the financial system. So mm. it was okay. kind of a way for me to you know, get a little bit more security. Uh, if things do take a turn that no one anticipates, um, just being set up a, a little better 
outside of just the the one currency you know that the us is is on and that's the the dollar so the more i can get into other assets like you said like precious metals like real estate the less i'm going to be affected in my wealth transfer if there is a new system so that's pretty damn well said i would say um yeah and i i feel like as inflation you know keeps skyrocketing too i think the value of money you know, it just keeps going lower and lower and lower and you have to out earn um, with with your uh, investments, right? You have to really take a look like, hey, I'm getting a 5% return, but inflation's at 7% or 9%. You're going backwards. Yeah. So you have to, you know, you have to weigh all these different things out. And um, yeah, I just think, uh, I think your diversification route is uh, really smart. As far as for stability and security of, you know, overall assets over time. I think it's yeah, really wise to do. Thank you. And I, you know, I've tried educating myself on what the best pathways are and not to say I've done all the education I should, or these are the ways yeah. to go, you know, but yeah, um, it's just, you know, kind of self-educating, trying to understand other ways to do it and trying to maximize, you know, what you're doing. And it doesn't always have to be complicated. You know, no. a lot of the time yeah. it's pretty simple, you know, with, yep. with something, a lot of the, investors are, are seeing right now is you'll have someone that is you know really happy with the 14 percent return on their investment but they're paying 28 percent on their credit card debt every month yeah or you know they have an yeah. auto loan at you know 10 percent you know so is your 14 percent return on your real estate investment are you really getting a return you know right or are your other debts that you're paying interest on completely wiping away from leading it out the back side yeah you know so some people just simply are having a difficult time understanding the simple things yeah so and this is not financial advice this is just the this is just two guys talking and uh hopefully delivering some value out there this is not like you know we're not offering financial advice yeah. if the secs out there listening in you know, we're just just two guys talking. Oh, we know there it is. <laughs> um, yeah. So he lives out here in Gilbert. I'm not going to disclose the location, but he's building this beautiful ranch house um, with grass and a pool and palm trees. Uh, well, how do you choose Gilbert? Why do you like Gilbert so much? Well, we were in North Scottsdale, mm -hmm. and the environment really started changing. You know, we started seeing a lot of people move into the area. You know, from other areas crime started going up it wasn't the north scottsdale neighborhood we thought it was you know after a couple of years and uh you know with kids and you know next comes child care and yeah you know managing that life you know we thought why not try and go a little more south we have family in gilbert that would be a huge help for us at the time we had a nanny you know we really loved our nanny and Unfortunately, that was something we had to part ways with when we came to Gilbert. So there, there was a, a cost benefit, you know, to that. But, um, you know, we got closer to the in-laws. Uh, family support is huge with kids. Yep. And honestly, man, the ability to get out of the car and unload the car, the kids, without worrying what cars are driving by, mm. without worrying who's walking around in the neighborhood behind you. Yeah. That peace of mind letting the kids get out of the car on their own and walk into the house not worrying about it is unexplainable i mean that yeah. to me was one of the first things that hit out here 
and not having to really cradle my kid and, and really focus too much on protecting them. Mm. So it was the the security and just knowing we had space, we had a community out here, we had a neighborhood that we trusted. Yeah. And the ability now we can create the homestead we want, not to just, you know, live on, but live off. You know, we want some chickens, we want, you know, some goats, we want to have a, a garden, we're getting that together, you know, so very cool with the world, you know, we're living in, again, the more you have in your control, the more you have in your hands. Yeah, the more. No, I mean, we definitely saw it. I mean, you know, grocery stores were wiped out. Eggs are freaking 10 times the cost as they were. Yeah. So like you said, I mean, to have some of these, you know, essential needs taken care of food and water and generator and stuff like that. I think it's, uh, it's really cool. I like what you're doing. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a lot. It takes a while. You know, it's not something that you can just do overnight either. So, yeah, you know, hopefully never have to be in a position where other people need it but it's definitely great to have and oh i know i'm going to come and steal some of these fresh eggs that you got yeah or borrow or you know buy them whatever not steal yeah we'll give them out okay um how has it been like with you and your family of of transitioning from a corporate career to um entrepreneurship it definitely has its challenges um yeah you know every family dynamic is is different you know when we start our careers you know we don't quite start our careers from the mindset of how is this going to transition you know into a family you know structure and what does my partner want you know as her career you know when we get older you know those aren't things that you really talk about so as a a couple you know those are things you have to work through Mm. as you build a family you know everyone has kind of different needs that you didn't quite anticipate um, so my wife and I, we, we thought about it for a long time, you know, and, uh, she had really wanted to kind of be part of the stay at home mom experience. And, um, you know, we have a, a, a dream to kind of live like with our family off of the, the land here. So, um, in order to create that, we drew up the, the pathway of me being the one to kind of get out there with my sales background you know leverage that experience to really build a business you know full-blown business and that's the goal you know Mm. the the build the business that's going to provide the the life and the freedom for my wife and i in the next one or two years i love that so you didn't just bring on or you didn't just quit no yeah that won't talk to that as a family and made sure everyone was on the same page and kind of move forward yeah yeah <laughs> didn't just spring it up on her you know one night and uh you know even after talking about it still yeah. it's it's not always easy no you know, it's for sure not. entrepreneurship you know yeah it has its ups and downs it's not all it's uh glamored out to be um you know every day it's it's putting on you know the hat and getting in the saddle and doing it even if you don't want to do it you know even if you didn't get the results you wanted to the day before you got to get up you got to do it again yeah um so you know there is a there's a short part of that path where it is growing it is getting through the mud you know uh now's that time and i i plan on grinding you know until we get out of that but i think that's part of entrepreneurship and really creating you know the life you want yeah you got to step out of the the mainstream would be something a little different, be something a little harder. Tell me about what you're building. Like, what are you, what are you looking for? What are your perfect deals you're going after? 
Yeah, man. So Walk me through it. Abundant acquisitions. Um, you know, the the realm that I work myself into within real estate and how I'm transitioning my skills is kind of playing that middleman again, as I did in talent acquisition for the last 10 years with, you know, working with managers and candidates that are looking for work. I'm now working, you know, with homeowners that are, you know, in positions to sell their homes uh, and investors and buyers, you know, on the other end. Mm. Um, so I, I saw it as a huge opportunity to really transition my skills and what I've done for the last 10 years to, again, that avenue that's going to give us the life you know, in the future that we want. Um, so I'm, I'm cold calling all day, man. I'm making relationships and um, identifying off-market yeah. properties, you know, primarily or, you know, unique opportunities for sellers to, you know, get value out of their house. They don't quite see um, solutions that they don't quite know are available. Um, so it comes down to really just cold calling building relationships and, and educating people yeah. on, on new solutions. Being creative, thinking outside the box, showing them that there's ways to, you know, sell their house or finance their house or buy a house, you know, not quite that the normal person would, would take. So much, man. That's yeah. been that's been the best part of stepping into this space is the education piece. That's so awesome. There's uh I've learned so much and there's just so much potential in real estate from so many different yeah even even now like in today's market you know there's not a ton of movement going on it seems like a lot of people are staying in their homes and inventory's got relatively low but even in that you know even in this space you know there's still people that would like to sell and don't know how or would like to buy and don't know how and you're connecting the dots of like finding these deals that of people who wish they could make a move that just don't know there's a, there's a way to do that absolutely yeah there's a huge huge gap uh, for potential within the uh, the mortgages and the rates that, you know, the baby boomers, you could say, are holding on to and where our market's at right now for conventional loans. You know, it's it's a lot of potential, a lot of opportunity that yeah. I see, you know, very interesting and in being able to really kind of help translate or transition, you know, some of those mortgages to, you know, People like us that are trying to buy homes these days, yeah, a little more affordable than the market's providing. Totally, creative, yeah, I love that. Well, man, um, I guess I got to get to the, the meat and potatoes of, of Jack and Happy here. Yeah, what What is your What is your definition of happiness? I love it, man. You know, to be honest with you, I know I've listened to my fair share of episodes, you know, for this, and I knew the question was coming. <laughs> And I think with happiness, it's, you know, it is the state of being, you know, and I think being just over the top about where you're currently at. And that could be the present moment, you know, that could be in your life, that could be your accomplishments, your past. But really, I think, you know, happiness is coming down to really thriving and having really no regrets, you know, being able to be content in your present space yeah and be okay you know and i like that and not from a, a content standpoint but not having anything that's taking you away from happiness Ooh. where you can be in that moment and you can be happy where you know not anything is going to take you out of that so i think that the most challenging thing about happiness is the consistency side of it yeah 
And I think being able to maintain your mindset all the time and being a state of, in a state of happiness. And I think that's the hardest part. Yeah, I'm not sure it could be done all the time, but I think it's like you can fall off and, you know, it's just life's going to happen to you, right? And things are going to happen up and down. I love what you're saying is like, get right back to that place and, and, uh, like you really are in control of your emotional state. So, yeah, it's, you know, things are going to go up and down, but get right back to what makes you happy, what keeps you fulfilled. The, uh, the mindset behind that is, that is beautiful. Well said. Well said, brother. Thank you. And uh, what are you most excited about for this upcoming year? Man, it's got to be the the career change. You know, it's got to be the opportunity to step in, you know, spaces like this and, and get to yeah work with, you know, some of my best friends and hopefully creating the lives that, you know, we look back on 20 years and say, wow, look what we did. Look what we did. Look what we freaking did. Yeah, look what we did. So right, I'm on board with that. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, this is the first, uh, first podcast I've ever done. Whoa, right, love right it. Right here. Nice I'm job. Jacked and happy. And, uh, you know, I look forward to more, you know, I look forward to, dude, you know, let's just, let me dude. this guy is lean. This guy's a lean, mean fighting machine. Dude. What are you eating? What are you, how are you living? Man? Oh, like, man, I do a little bit of the fasting. You could say, yeah. Um, you know, I, I eat my dinner, you know, look at this jawline. Look I, at that's like, look at that. That's insane. I'll attribute that, you know, on the <laughs> fasting thing. I make sure the yeah. first thing I get in my body in the morning is my greens. So I'll greens. actually have a green, green first form has a, a you know a little shout out there first form they have a great you know green and red drink okay um where it's really fifty of the most you know super natural you know green foods that you can get gotcha into one drink you know I'm not one for vegetables have yeah. never been you know, hard either. for me to get that uh yeah. that satisfaction but when I know I haven't eaten anything since you know the night before yeah. And I know the first thing I'm putting in my body when it's super hungry is those greens. Interesting. Okay. It, it allows me to stay, you know, stay lean from the fasting perspective. Next meal I eat is lunch. Okay. You know, so between the greens and a, a cup of coffee, I can typically make it until, you know, noon. Noon, well, noon to one. Yeah. And then what do you just eat like uh lunch and then dinner or do you do you snack in the middle or what do you do? Yeah, lunch, dinner. Um, you know, there's some snack and I don't I don't get too crazy with my diet. You know, yeah. I eat what I want, you know, I try to, you know, counterbalance it with activity and exercise and, and yeah. lifting and working out and staying active. So um yeah, I mean between the the lunch and the dinner, you know, I, I try to, you know, put very good food in front of the kids. Yeah. You know, so we're having pretty healthy dinners we don't eat out too much and make a lot of our own food yeah um so yeah between you know that and getting my protein when i need it after i work out those are the pretty basics and then you still play soccer and you kind of look place in your garage pretty much yeah you know, yeah and yeah. while you're doing a lot of manual labor around the house too right now yeah it's interesting i haven't <laughs> lifted weights until this morning you yeah know, you and i did but uh before that it's been about three four weeks you know i yeah i shoveled dirt i made wheelbarrows around you know i <laughs> I work out in the yard and, and yeah. it's been great because it's been enough to sustain, you know. Yeah, for sure. But not not too much where it's causing me hardship that I'm not working out. <laughs> um, but yeah, soccer mean. just started up, man. Yeah. Happy about that. Get out there once a week, you know, every Sunday, probably run four to five miles, you know, in a quick hour. Oh yeah, I do that. 
You know, it's good for the week. I cover that in a year, four or five miles. So I'd probably run that a year. Yeah. It's enough for the week because <laughs> I don't do cardio during the week. So, yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, that's perfect. So that's awesome, man. Well, thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm so excited you came on. Absolutely. I love you, brother. Thank you, and excited for what you're up to and the way you're building it and the way you live your life and lift others up and create this awesome family. I, I respect you. I honor you. And, and uh, I'm proud to be your friend, man. I love you, man. Thanks for having me. All right. See you, boys and girls.